G'day, I'm Vinay Dior, and welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Jana O oh on the line, and she's talking to us about how coaches can use Pinterest to generate leads. So I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, an online service that lets you easily manage your coaching business from just one platform. Some of the features that our clients really love are the ability to manage your client files all in one place, the ability to easily send invoices, and manage your coaching calendar. But the one that takes the, it's the icing on the, on the cake is really the ability to set up your own membership site with just a few clicks of a few buttons and have your own online classroom just ready to go in about 10 minutes. So if you think Life Coach Office sounds pretty interesting, the best way to see if it's going to be a good fit for your business is to jump on over to our website and sign up for the free trial. You can do that at lifecoachoffice.com. Welcome back. I'd like to introduce today's guest, Jana O. Oh. And I just thought I'd share a little bit of a backstory with you, but I, I first met Jana because she stood out. She's in one of my Facebook groups for online coach entrepreneurs, and she always has the most excellent Facebook posts in that group, all about cool stuff that coaches can do with Pinterest. So I finally said, look, you know, your stuff is so great. Let's meet and let's see if we can get you on to Coach Pep Talk. And she said yes. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with Jana and to share it with you. But a little bit about Jana before we get into the interview. She's an ultra organized content manager and Pinterest specialist. She loves supporting online entrepreneurs who have successful, well-crafted brands and brilliant content. And she helps them shape and consistently distribute messages that attract their ideal clients. She's got a bachelor's in communications and marketing, and she absolutely loves her work. So without any further ado, let's hear what Jana has to say about how coaches can use Pinterest to generate leads. Hello, Jana, and welcome to the show. Hi, Benet. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I've been having my eye on you for about the last six months in our online coach entrepreneurs Facebook group. Your posts are always excellent. Your content is amazing. And you've really been getting me to, to, you know, pay attention and be like, what is this Pinterest stuff? Maybe this is something I should be doing. So I'm so, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you here to educate not only me, but other coaches out there who should be taking advantage of this amazing platform. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for being here. So let's get straight into it. And could you just sure. set the stage for us? And just for people who are really new to social media, you know, and you know, haven't quite got their head around all these different platforms because there are so many, and you know, and more keep being born, <laughs> at, you know, yeah. each, each year. Um, what is Pinterest? You know, in brief, and and why should coaches be be t paying attention to it? Basically. Sure, absolutely. So it, at its very, um, the very basic description of Pinterest for those people who may not even have used it for personal use is it is a search engine and it's a visual search engine. Pinterest itself calls itself a search and discovery um, tool. So it is um, by definition a search engine. If you, someone explained it to me once and I, it was really helpful to understand. If you think about it, when you Google something, let's say up comes all of these different links on the first page and maybe even the second or the third page of Google if you get there. 
Um, so Pinterest is just like that, but instead of there being um, words, it's pictures. So when people um, search things on Pinterest because they're in the mode where they're looking to um, search and discover new ideas and find solutions to their problems, um, they, they see photos and those photos, those graphics represent links. Um, and they can click on those links if they want to, and they can click through those links to get to the web page that's behind that link, just like as if you were to click on um, a link on the page of Google when you searched. It's the same concept, but they're photos or visuals rather than just words. So that's the basics. Yeah. Um, and so some of your listeners may have used Pinterest for their own um, personal use. I know that for many years I was using Pinterest for fun and for my own personal curation of ideas and images, um, but they may not necessarily think of it as a business tool. And yeah. so, um, yeah. I, I, have so a, I have a Pinterest account and uh, you know, I set up ages ago and I think I was really into upcycling furniture for a long time and Pinterest was awesome. You could just get all these yeah. ideas and tips. <laughs> okay. Yes. But- for the business context, how do we then, you know, what do we need to shape in our mind? <laughs> yeah. And why it's, how it's good for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are 250 million people on Pinterest now. It's a very fast growing platform. Uh, most of them are women. Um, and I can give you, you know, more interesting t- statistics that I think are really relevant to the coaches and the consultants when it comes to like who is actually on Pinterest. But the people who are there are mostly, you know, mostly women, about 80% women, actually. Um, they're looking for, you know, inspiration and ideas. So, the thing is, is that once set up optimally for your business, it can also be a powerful and yet very low maintenance driver of traffic um, to your content, whether that be lead magnets or to um, content that you created to show your expertise and to demonstrate and provide value to people. Um, so in that way, it can be you know used by coaches, course creators, consultants, and those are my, those are my people. That's who I specialize in working with. Um, to actually grow their email lists and grow their, uh, their, grow their businesses. So like I said, most people don't really necessarily think of it right away, which is one of the reasons why it's starting to really gain popularity. Um, it's only one of the reasons, but it's one reason it's starting to gain popularity among the coaches and the consultants and whatnot for their businesses. Yeah. You know, do you, for, for the, for the listeners who maybe have a Pinterest account you know, like me and mm-hmm. it never really occurred to them to use it for business, do you have to have two separate personalities on Pinterest or can you combine personal and business together? That's a great question. So it's, as far as like the actual TOS, like the terms of service on Pinterest, it's very different than on Facebook as an example. You can actually have as many profiles on Pinterest as you want. You don't have to only have one or have them be personal and business. So one of the things that I help my clients do initially when they decided that they want to have a presence on Pinterest for their business is to decide if they want to actually convert their personal account to a business account or if they want to start a new business account. And there are pros and cons of both. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, we kind of look at sort of a few different factors and the way they've been using their personal account, um, and what's on their personal account and who their followers are to make a decision about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the answer, the short answer is yes, you, you can have, you can do either one. You can either combine, um, that, or you can keep them separate. Okay. And then I guess when you're, you're looking for, for what's the best strategic fit for what they want for their goals, for their business, when you decide. 
Absolutely. For, yeah. So for example, like yours, we, we may, I don't know all the factors, but one thing I know so far is that you might have a lot of pins and a lot of boards um, about repurposing furniture and you may have followers who found you and like to follow your boards because they're interested in repurposing furniture. So for that reason, or upcycling, I'm sorry, um, you know, we may, that might be one indicator to me that we might want to start a new account for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And is there a trend? I mean, with the, with the business owners and the coaches you're working with, like, are, do, do most of them go and create a new one or do they tend to combine? It's about half and half. 50, 50. It really depends okay. on how they've been using it. Yeah, it's about okay, half cool. and half. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, so why are most coaches not using Pinterest? And what are some of the, the reasons you're finding around that? Um, yeah, so I think that the reasons or the barriers to it, I think, fall into two you know, major categories or buckets. The first one is, is that they simply don't think of it from a business perspective. It requires a little bit of a mindset shift if you're already using Pinterest, but you're using it to pin things um, that are more lifestyle oriented. So um, a lot of people do still think of it as a place where you pin things about weddings and things about party planning and things about recipes. And um, I certainly have boards on my private account that are all about those things. But um, so, you know, people don't necessarily like think of it, but there, the, the fact of the matter is, is that 14 million articles um, are actually pinned every day as well. So it's not just about the visuals. It's also about the the content that's behind those visuals. So, and that's every day. There are 14 million articles that are being wow. pinned to Pinterest. It's crazy. Yeah. So if you create any kind of long form content, whether that's a blog post, articles, some people call them articles, um, a podcast, for instance, um, even YouTube videos uh, that you're repurposing, you can be pointing pins there and sending them that way. But so people don't necessarily think of it because it's not from a PR perspective, you know, it's, it's not something that people think of, you know, Pinterest for essentially. Mm. And then I think the second barrier comes is that it's not actually a social media network. Um, and some people call it that. And I call it that sometimes when I'm just sort of speaking about it generally and lumping it in with different like strategies for my coaches and consultants and course creators who are my clients, but it is not technically, um, a social network. It is a search engine. So, um, what happens, what I see happening a lot is people, coaches, consultants, they'll jump on Pinterest and they'll think, okay, I've heard that this is a really low maintenance traffic driver. Um, I've heard that this can work to build my email list, build my, my business. So they create an account and they don't really come at it strategically. They just start pinning things and creating boards. And they pretty quickly figure out that you can't really use Pinterest in the same way that you use Facebook or um, LinkedIn or especially Instagram. A lot of people think because it's photos and pictures, they, they think of it like Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it's not like that at all. And so they quickly kind of realize that the, the, the same ways that they use those social channels are not going to work on Pinterest and they kind of get frustrated and maybe even a little bit like sad that they invested the time in setting up an account and they just kind of, you know, abandon it. So it's pretty typical for me. Um, you know, some, some of my clients, a common situation is that someone comes to me and says, yeah, I started it, but I just didn't really, it wasn't getting anything from it or I didn't understand how it would work to actually drive traffic or build my business. So I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing. People just don't really, they don't understand the strategy behind it and they try to use it like a social network when it's not. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at what are, what are the three things that are the most important to focus on for success with Pinterest? Like for, especially for people who yeah. are just getting started, like where do you start? Yeah. Um, so I think that if it's okay with you, I'll just back up and just basically talk about just sort of the basic funnel, because I think that really 
is that something that you need to kind of have an idea of before you know what the major like success factors are. Sounds great. Um, Okay, cool. So I think that the, you know what basically your ideal client is someone who is on there looking for they're on Pinterest, they're looking for a solution to some kind of dilemma. They may have searched things before um, or have have repinned ideas um, from their feeds or their searches to their boards that give Pinterest a clue about the things that they're interested in because again, it is a search engine and it's collecting data about them all the time. So um, you might sell something like a, a program or a course or a one-on-one -on -one service that could help that person with their dilemma that they're looking to solve or the thing that they're looking to you know, get inspiration about. And you want them to find you and your, you know, your service or your course or whatever it is that you um, offer into the world. So the way that we match up the account with the user is that we keyword um, just like you would if you think about like search engine optimization um, in the general internet. So Pinterest is its own like search engine ecosystem, but we keyword all different places in your profile, like five different places. Plus we also keyword your pins, which are the graphics that point to your articles or your content. And if those keywords match up with the things that people are searching or have searched for in the past or have repinned in the past, then that content, um, you know, might present itself to that person. Yeah. And can, so, I, can I just stop you there? When, when yeah. you're thinking about keywords, is that similar to tags and in Instagram or is it a different thing altogether or keywords? Cool search engine optimization because that word has been <laughs> just yeah. when you say we keyword your account what does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah um so i would say it, it I, I honestly am not a big instagram user so i'm i don't want to answer that question um in a way that wouldn't be accurate but i don't think so i think it's more as it's more like if you've ever had any exposure to search engine optimization for your website or your blog where you're figuring out what it is that someone may be searching for on Google when you want them to find you and your content. And then okay. you're incorporating those keywords into your profile on Pinterest or your website if you're talking about Google SEO. Does right. that? I think so. So for my business, it would be things like coaching tools or developing your signature program, maybe stuff yep. like coaching software. Those right. Coaching software would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. And those are my keywords um, in Google. So. Yeah. And okay. we could take a little bit of a tangent for a minute since you mentioned it and just say that um, keyword research is important because I definitely think coaching software would probably be something that people might be searching for, but people may not be looking for signature system because that um, is something that is uh, specific to you maybe, but not something that people might necessarily search for. But sometimes I'm surprised when I go to do the keyword research and I find that people are searching for things that I didn't think they were or that they're not mm -hmm. for things that I thought they were. And so that's There's how we always surprises when you do some digging. Yeah. That, that yeah. <laughs> word we got from Google. So it's okay. It's, yeah. Maybe. I, I was surprised. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Thank yeah. you for, for um, clarifying what the keyword uh, was. So you were describing the funnel and you say you look yeah. at your client and they're, you want to find their ideal clients and they're looking for a solution to a specific problem in Pinterest. And of course mm -hmm. your clients have the answer to solve that problem with a coaching set a program or consulting service and yep. uh, okay and then t can you take us from there yes 
Yeah, so um, the, the, the beginning of the funnel, if you will, is that eye-catching on-brand pin graphic. So designing a pin graphic that is on-brand for you and really irresistible and maybe even previews a freebie that that person may get or previews the content that is in the article that you're pinning that might help them solve their problem or give them information about something that they're, that they're needing. So then ideally what we want to do is give that person an incentive to click through that pin and then consume that piece of content. So, you know, listen to your podcast, read your um, blog post or your article, watch your YouTube video. Um, and then uh, that's where your, you know, your funnel and your nurture sequence would take over and they would hopefully do whatever it is that, you know, you are hoping they'll do when they listen or, or read your content, which for most of my clients is to opt into their email list. Yeah. yeah. So that is the, that's the basic, you know, the funnel. So because of that, there are the three things that I would say that are the most important to answer your original question would be the standout branded visuals. And I can talk a little bit about what is important when it comes to Pinterest graphics. Um, that would be number one. Number two would be the keyword research and the keyword optimization, which we started to talk about a little bit, because if you put a great looking attractive pin up there, um, but you don't include any keywords in the important places in your profile and in your pins, mm -hmm. it will be difficult for anyone to find that pin when it's time for them to need the solution you offer. Yeah, pretty important. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> the third thing with Pinterest is consistency because Pinterest likes it when um, your account is consistently pinning and it wants you to be kind of like pinning um, new pins and old pins um, all day, every day. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the great thing, of course, and I'm sure you can see this coming a mile away, is that there is um, a really, really good low-cost um, scheduling software mm -hmm. that allows you to bulk um, schedule all that content in one sitting every month or every quarter so that you don't have to actually be on Pinterest all day, every day, because who has time for that, yeah. um, in order to be consistent and pin enough for the algorithm to reward you by showing your content to your, um, to your audience. So I'd say those are the three things um, that would be Wonderful. the most important to rely to, yeah, to, to really hit out of the park. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really great, um, a great starting point list for everyone. So standout brand visuals, keyword research and optimization, and consistent pinning. And did you want to go into some detail on each of those three? Sure. Um, I, I'd be happy to. So as far as the visuals, um, you want them to be, you know, obviously attractive. So any design experience that you may have comes into play. Um, that being said, you know, a lot of times the pins that do the best on Pinterest for my clients tend to be the simplest ones. So you don't have to be like a design whiz. I do all my design for my clients, for example, in Canva. Mm -hmm. And um, I keep them quite simple because that tends to be what does the best. Yeah. Um, but you do want them to be attractive. Before we move on, I, I, I've, you know, started using Canva, I think in the last year or so, but I had avoided it for a long time. For our, some of our listeners, you know, don't know Canva at all. Can you just, okay. just give a little pitch for Canva? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like, gosh, one of my favorite tools. So yeah, me too. it's so great. Um, Canva is an online graphic design software and it basically is for non-graphic designers. <laughs> so yeah. 
for instance, I have no graphic design training and I am not the most technically savvy person. My strengths are much more in like creativity and content creation, but it is very easy for me to use. Um, so it's just a very streamlined, um, you know, graphic design software that you can learn to use and make graphics. And one of the greatest things about it is that you can use it for free. Um, there is a paid version, but the, the free version is, you know, is enough for the most people, I would say most online entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, and you're, and you're graphics. That's funny. Interesting. You say you don't, you're not a graphic designer because your graphics that you post in our Facebook group are just stunning. They're always stunning. Oh, thank you. Thank you so you're much. Right. I have, I've gotten better at it. I'll say <laughs> for sure. Well, and I just want to add in too, for people who are thinking about, Oh, this Canva thing sounds interesting. It's canva.com and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, and it just, it's really great because you can just click on a pre-existing template. You can drag that in and then you can change the colors, change the picture, change the words. And then it's, it's kind of pre-designed for you. Just put in your stuff. So it's really, really yes. easy. So if you haven't, if you're not using it, get in there. You're, you're, you're going to be left behind. <laughs> yep. It is a okay. super software for sure. And so yeah. easy and, and, and so cheap, so free. It's free. <laughs> it's free. And, and, um, I don't, I have, I don't have to use, I mean, I just make some Facebook stuff on there maybe some workbook covers every once in a while. And mm -hmm. I don't have, to, I haven't, I don't need the paid version yet. Mm, great. Very good. So there you go. Um, okay. So back to visuals in Pinterest, they need to be attractive. They need to be simple. What else? Yeah. Yeah. So we definitely want them to be the right size or the right, um, I should say dimensions for Pinterest. So Pinterest wants them to be a three to, I'm sorry, two to three ratio. So I use 600 by 900 pixels as an example. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a little bit different. They're not the same, uh, dimension as you would create for other, um, visibility, uh, channels, if you will. <laughs> I'm always, I always uh, don't, I don't say social, you know, social yeah. media network lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, you know, you want them to be legible. I know that sounds obvious, but it's crazy how often I see pens that you can't even read. It's like, how are mm. you going to entice people to click if they don't know what they're, what they're reading? Um, but because the most important KPI, like key performance indicators, what I mean by that for my clients is going to be clicks through to their website. So we mm -hmm. want them to be, um, you know, tempted to do that. Um, and so with the branded, the standout visuals, um, I think I, I heard someone say, and it really stuck with me, that you have to think of them like a billboard on the highway. A pin is like, if, and if, you, if you've been on Pinterest, you know you're going through your feed quickly and certain things catch your eye and certain things don't. You have to be able to make them simple enough and um, have the font large enough so that if someone were driving by them on the highway, just like they're scrolling quickly through their feed, that they would quickly be able to process what, you know, what your pin is about. Mm -hmm. um, so that's always sort of the guideline that I use. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So that's the visuals. Um, we talked a little bit about keyword research and keyword optimization, but is there um, anything that you think would be helpful to your listeners for us to add to that um, piece? Of it? Well, I, you, you um, mentioned that you have to put it in a couple of places. So I think mm -hmm. you mentioned in your profile and then of course in your pins, is there any mm -hmm. other important place? Yeah. Um, there are five places in your um, Pinterest world that you want to make sure are um, as keyword optimally set up. <laughs> That's not the right phrase that, no, that are keyworded. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, the first one is the title or name of your, um, your profile. So, uh, for instance, um, you know, you want to include your name or your brand name, but also a little bit like just a couple of keywords about what you do in the actual title of your Pinterest profile. 
Um, the second place is your bio. So you have a little bit of, you know, a little bit more space um, underneath your name to actually be able to uh, explain to people what you do, who you can help. Um, but you want to make sure that you're doing that in a way that is keyword optimized. So you want to add at least one or two, if not three of your um, most important keywords to that area, the bio. Mm -hmm. The third place is the um, Pinterest board titles themselves. Um, and that's actually a very common error that people make when they're setting up their accounts. Um, but it's easily solved because you can always change the title of the board. But um, people will often come up with sort of cutesy or creative names for their boards. Um, and like an example would be like if you're a food blogger and uh, you, know, you, you blog about um, the paleo diet, instead of um, creating a board called uh, Paleo Desserts, Wait, is that a thing? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know if there are paleo yeah, yeah. desserts. I've got a great caramel slice okay. that's a paleo dessert. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. I'm just totally like uh, winging yeah. it right now. So yeah. um, instead you create something that says like, you know, desserts that I can eat or yum, 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 or something uh, like that. Yeah. Nobody's going to search for that. Right, right. <laughs> Give me some yum, 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 and then let's see what comes back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, you'd actually want to just call your board paleo desserts, not yum, 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 right. or something else. Cool. Um, and, yeah, and then the fourth place, if I'm counting correctly, is the board um, – the board descriptions, which a lot of people miss as well. You can create a board description of up to 500 characters, and those um, are in very important keyword real estate on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. um, and then the fifth place is the individual pins. When you create and post your pins, you want to keyword optimize those as well. Great. I, I just, I'm curious about, um, you said for the title and the name of your profile. So would you, if you're having a business account, so my business is universal coaching systems, would mm -hmm. I put a keyword in there plus my business name? Yeah, you're limited in terms of the number of characters. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head how many, cause they just changed it again. Yeah. Um, but you do, you want to have your, your name or your brand name and then like a dash or a line is typically what people do. And mm -hmm. then something very brief that's a, that's a searchable keyword for you that describes um, who you are. So it can be a little tricky to pick it and you are always sort of balancing the keywords against, you know, your brand and the things that you like to, the words you like to use in your brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like coaching systems would, you know, if you find that that is a keyword during your keyword research, that um, is, is one of the keywords you want to rank for on Pinterest, that would be a great one to, uh, mm -hmm. to indicate, I could say. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of some of my clients because I, I work with coaches and help them, you know, write their signature programs and they, yep. some, some of them have very long business names. So if you have to fit your business name and a keyword, that's a, an interesting challenge, but I guess they I, might, yeah. might focus on their niche or. Yeah, I've actually, I have like, I just did, um, I created a profile for a wellness coach or a health coach that specifically works with um, clients with Lyme disease. Mm hmm and uh, we used her first name and her last initial and then a dash. And we said, I think I'm trying to remember exactly how I phrased it, but we did um, help, help for Lyme disease is how mm -hmm. we. All right. Um, okay. And that That's was enough so that the characters, yeah, we, we could fit that in, the, in there. We had to shorten her last name though. Okay. Uh, but you can be creative, I guess, with, with that. So it's not like, I guess, Facebook where you have to have your, where you should have your full business name or. Right. Yeah. You can, you can be creative about it for sure. As long as, um, yeah, I mean, it, it should have your name if you, it doesn't really have to actually, now that I think about it, you could create one with the name of your company as well. And then a keyword. 
Okay, cool. All right, so let's see. The last point um, for the when we were talking about the three things that are most important to focus on for success in Pinterest was consistency. Um, I, I want sounds pretty self-explanatory, but is there anything else before we wrap up that you want to <laughs> say about consistency before we before we close? I don't think so. I think just it, it definitely if you're going to spend time setting all of this up optimally, um, don't skip out on scheduling, you know, getting on board with Tailwind, which is the yeah. software that we use. It's either $10 or $15 a month, um, depending on how you choose to set it up uh, as far as the payment plan. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just really instrumental in making sure that that third pillar or that third leg of the stool is in place so that you'll all the work that you've put into your account um you know will pay off because you're being consistent yeah and you know when it when you come to doing your pins are you just repurposing the content that you've got in other places so like you're you're repurposing your blog posts you're repurposing your youtube channel videos you're repurposing your podcasts is it is it that sort of thing yeah, it is definitely, um, you're, I mean, you're not really creating new content for Pinterest, except I mean, you're, you're creating a graphic, um, but you're pointing your pin to existing content. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a, a repurposing strategy. Yeah. yeah. And with the Tailwind, the, the software, mm -hmm. the scheduling software you refer to, is it, is it Pinterest specifically or does it cross other platforms as well? Yeah, it, it was designed originally for Pinterest, but they do actually offer an Instagram scheduling uh, piece of it now as well. Um, I have not used it myself because I'm not an Instagram person, but mm -hmm. I have heard some people talk about it and it, um, you know, they do, it does meet their needs for their Instagram scheduling. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been a, a very thorough introduction to Pinterest. And I, I hope that it's inspired some coaches to sort of get on the Pinterest bandwagon. It sounds like you know, with those, those simple points that you've laid out, that it's really quite doable if you just sort of, um, you know, strategic about it and, and, and um, follow those key steps. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I, I, I probably sort of missed a little bit about why it can be so um, easy to, so if you have one more minute, I'll just yeah, um, please. That. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's really like you had mentioned, it's a repurposing and you do your, your pins are evergreen. So when you create pins, they don't just disappear in like a fast moving news feed, like they might on a social network. So on Facebook, for instance, you know, you're lucky if a post will be seen by people from your Facebook page um, for more than a day or two at the most on Twitter, a tweet's lifespan is literally minutes, but on Pinterest, when you take the time to create that graphic and point it, uh, you know, keyword optimize it and point it to your content, you literally, you know, you, you can benefit from that for months and years to come. In fact, it, sometimes it takes time for that pin to gain traction and it'll be doing really well for a month and then it'll just do really well like a year later. So um, Pinterest traffic really snowballs over time. So it doesn't, it's, it's evergreen, which is really great when it comes to, you know, work-life balance. Um, so, and the other thing that's great about it is there's very, there's no pressure to like rack up followers on Pinterest because when you do the work to keyword optimize your posts, your pins, excuse me, um, that's how people are going to find you. In fact, like 95% of the people that find your pins are not your followers on Pinterest. So it's very different mm -hmm. than like on Instagram or your Facebook page. Yeah. Um, so that's a really, really long, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it can, um, it just can be really low maintenance, which I know 
you know, when, when people get to the point where they're experiencing a certain amount of success, but they need to find ways to kind of streamline certain mm -hmm. areas of their business, like lead generation, as an example, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's something that people start to look at and think, Hey, you know, I can see why it's so beneficial because it is, can be very low maintenance. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really interesting. The, the podcast that I recorded before yours um, is with uh, a gentleman who is a search engine optimization expert and mm -hmm. this, the similarities in the strategy behind, you know, optimizing for Google and, 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 and optimizing for Pinterest, it's, it's fascinating. They, they mm -hmm. really, really, I see the search engine coming out. And what I really yeah. love about it is that you are creating assets, long-term assets for your business. And for me, I'm always looking for that 80, 20, you know, what, what can I do the least amount of work to get the longest amount of return to, to keep driving Absolutely. products. So, um, yeah. uh, I think it's, uh, I'm definitely going to, to be looking further into Pinterest. So thank you so much for setting the scene. So uh, there is this, oh, yes. another question I do like to ask all of my interviewees. I don't think I told you about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pinterest aside, or you can include Pinterest if you like, but what is the number one piece of advice that you would give to coaches, you know, that are starting out or, or even that have been running their business for a while, what is that number one piece of advice that you would like to give them today? I immediately know what that is. Um, oh, great. <laughs> it's, it's about Pinterest, but it's also about business in general. And I would say niche down. Mm -hmm. um, you know, know who it is that you can serve at your highest and best and just double down on that because it makes everything easier. Um, you know, it makes sales easier. It makes the systems that you set up easier. Um, and it helps you to serve people in a much more impactful way. Um, one little microcosm of that is that it helps you get traffic on Pinterest because if you know who that is and it's a very uh, niched uh, group, for instance, like uh, the, the people that my uh, the coach that helps people with Lyme disease, um, the one that I just set up before that, I did an online dating coach, um, Pinterest profile. Mm -hmm. If you know who you help, it just, it makes everything easier and it um, helps people know who you are and helps you, you know, really your messages resonate. Yeah, I totally, totally 100% agree with that. I'm always telling my clients, let's find your niche. Let's find your niche. Um, because yeah. you can get clarity, you can become the authority, you can become the expert. And, um, right. Anyway, I think that message is finally sinking into the community. When I first came out with it about five years ago, people were resistant, but they're starting to buy into it a lot easier now. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. if people want to um, learn more about you, maybe get some, some great new tools for you, I think you've got a checklist or something that you can you share with us. What, what, do you, what, what resource do we have, do you have to share with our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do. I provide done for you Pinterest setups for coaches like soup to nuts. Um, but I also have this checklist, which um, gives people like it's like a three page checklist. So it's pretty detailed, but it basically gives you a list of all the things that you would need to um, optimally set up your own if you want to DIY um, your Pinterest, which is totally possible, by the way. It just mm -hmm. you know involves time and some a little bit of, um, you know, just following these steps. So you can get that at uh, my website, which is janaomedia.com backslash Pinterest checklist. So J-A-N-A-O media.com. I guess it's a forward slash, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> Pinterest. I'll put Pinterest it in the show notes. Don't worry. It'll be right. <laughs> okay. Someone corrected me the other day. I was like, I have been saying that for years. Um, <laughs> So it's just Pinterest checklist. <laughs> cool. I just say slash. <laughs> you can just slash. That's, 
That's a really good idea. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Well, I'll make sure that's in the, in the show notes so people can go, ahead, go over to your site and grab that. Super. Jana, thanks so much for coming on to the show and sharing your wisdom with um, my audience. You are so welcome. It was really fun. Thank you for having me. And thank you listeners for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Please go and like the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. That just spreads good karma for us. We really appreciate it. Okay. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.